name is Ryan Odman, and this is my friend Katrina. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on today. I feel blessed to be here. <laughs> so am I, Miss Katrina. So Katrina and I met at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, in Chino Hills, and it's a church with Jack Hibbs, I believe his name is, mm -hmm. right? Yep, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Oh my gosh. Um, great man of God right there. So truly. So today, Katrina and I, we wanted to make a podcast to just highlight and talk about her story when she was a swim instructor for this young kid who is also known as a whole creation. As a lot of you guys know, whole creation means a person who's known to have special needs, but we're focusing on the fact that they are able in Christ or they're able through God and that God created them for such a time as this to be unique, to be whole, to be righteous and to be free from their from their bondages that they go through. And so we're helping them to highlighting who they are instead of not focusing so much on the incapabilities, but focusing on the capabilities. Definitely. Jesus's word tells us that. He can see them already perfect, just like how he can see us, all of us, as already perfect because of what Jesus has done and what he displayed for us. Um, so when we see these these whole creations, when they may be having challenging behaviors, God already sees them as perfect and he gives us the ability to see them as perfect in the midst of their their hard their hard times amen you know he sees our heart and uh, god says as a water reflects a face you know our heart reflects the man and i think especially in whole creations do we just see that heart shining through um, in love and in kindness. Um, and, you know, Jesus uses all of our imperfections to um, shine his light because, you know, it, on the Sermon in the Mount, he is blessing those who are meek and he is blessing those who are, you know, the outcasts and those who people see as different. And those who, those people are the ones he says is going to inherit the kingdom of God. It is through their heart and you know, uh, the heart of a whole creation just shines through all the time. And, and they are our reminder, you know, that of, of God's heart. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, as you're sharing that of scripture just came to my mind right now. Oop, you can hear the pages flashing. In 1 Corinthians 1, um, yeah, in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. So people, people of the flesh are referring to people that don't know God, that um, have not had that experience with God. Re reborn of the spirit. Right? Reborn of the spirit. Not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised god has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things are that no flesh should glory in his presence but of him you are in christ jesus who became for us wisdom from god and righteousness and sanctification and redemption um that as it is written he who glories let him glory in the lord so what Amen. i take away from that what wow. i well, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah what i take away from that katrina is um these kids young adults teenagers they are god's chosen people because a Amen. lot of 
people in society, they, they just, they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just put them to the side. But God uses those exact people to show off his glory. So I'm, I'm excited. I know that before that big day that all of us have hope in, um, I believe God's going to do something beautiful in the special needs community before then. So. Amen. Amen. As you're saying that, you know, they are the chosen and, and wow, what a scripture, um, just showing how, you know, so many of us think we're so capable, you know, as we constantly are forgetting that God is the power within us who is allowing so many things, um, and allowing us to do, um, these things. Um, but when we see, you know, somebody who struggles with something, um, we, we can either, have two choices to see ourselves as prideful and as greater than them. And that's not what the Bible calls us to do. It calls us to look the other way and say, I, I am them. I'm just like them. And I have struggles here and there. And it, like you're saying, they are the chosen who, you know, the, the ones that some people might look on as different or incapable or, you know, not as capable as them in, in some regards, it's, it really should be a reminder that we are all so imperfect. We are all so incapable. Um, you know, there is no one good, not one. Um, and it, you know, they are the chosen ones to remind us and how much we need Jesus um, and how much we need that saving grace, um, you know. Amen. Wow. I'm, mm, man, you're ministering to my soul. So thank you, Jesus. Jesus' yes. oh, word is awesome. Exactly. Wow. Um, so anyway, so Katrina, tell us who you are and what and what you do um, for a living, just talking about who you are. Okay. One child of God, definitely one of those, um, a believer in Christ Jesus. Um, but I, I am an assistant director for film and television. I've been doing that for eight years. Um, so I work on the production side. Um, but I, I'm also from Hawaii. I'm from Maui, Hawaii. And so I've been swimming uh, since I was a young child. I actually taught myself to swim. Um, but being from an island, you know, uh, you really discover that swimming is a life skill. And it's been put on my heart because I just love being in the water. Um, during the summers, I'm a swim instructor. So for children as young as uh, nine months old to I've even taught up to 62 year old. Um, but children are where my heart is led. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Wow. I never knew that like 62 years old. Wow. Oh yeah. You know, one in three people are afraid of the water. So, and do not fear is, you know, a, a big stressor in the Bible. So I, if I can help anybody to overcome that fear, um, that's good. something I love to do. Yeah, for sure. So in that case, if you guys need a swim instructor and you are in the area um, in the summertime, in the summertime, uh, please l reach out to Katrina. Um, yes. I'll make sure to put her email address down here right now. Um, but yeah, if you guys need a swim instructor, I might, I actually might need a swim instructor because I have thank a pool. You, thank you. <gasps> yes. You know, we can always, uh, you know, from just, just learning how to swim to just being a better swimmer for exercise and all of those things. It's a great tool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'm, and <laughs> so we're building connections here, Katrina. That's amazing. Yes. No, of course. <laughs> so, all right. So a reason why I wanted Katrina to come on here today is I wanted her to share her story about, um, yeah, 
when she was a swim instructor for this whole creation that we were talking about earlier. So um, Katrina, take it away. Okay, um, so uh, I've been a swim instructor for a couple of years now and I'm, I usually am teaching typical students. Um, a, a lot of children, I believe it's one in 54 now as of 2020 um, have autism um, and are diagnosed with autism. So, uh, but I have not actually had a lot of experience and, um, and haven't worked with many whole creations. So just coming from a total bystander point, um, I ended up having uh, a divine appointment with this wonderful whole creation and we're going to call him Michael. Um, so Michael was seven years old and he had a sister named Sarah, we'll call her Sarah. Um, and they both were going to be learning how to swim at their home. Their grandmother signed them up. Um, and upon my first lesson is actually when I um, was told that he uh, was diagnosed with autism. Uh, so at, at first, you know, I was a little bit feeling unprepared. Let's say that I felt unprepared. Um, but what's wonderful is being a Christian, I know that we are called not to worry, but to pray. Um, so praying about how I may help, um, you know, this child learn to swim as well as his sister. I came in, I came in with it really just kind of not focusing on the special need that he had more so thinking to myself, well, all I know how to do is teach him how to swim and that's what I'm called to do. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, regardless of how he's acting or what new things I might discover, because actually every child, every student, um, regardless if they are a typical student or one with special needs, um, every child has uh, their own learning style. So I came in it with with that thought, um, and we had uh, you know I think fourteen lessons, and through that, of course, I did see that he needed. Um, special care. Um, and I needed to change my, my teaching style to accommodate certain needs. Um, hey everybody. So I wanted to touch base on what Katrina just shared as she continued working with this young individual, she realized that she had to take certain steps of creating this special care for this young individual. So for all you guys out there, take initiative, change up your style, do things that you normally wouldn't do for a neurotypical person. Reaching people who are whole creations, special needs, you need to do things differently in order to meet them where they're at. The way how they, they learn is different. So I believe that we all, as individuals out there, we have the, the opportunity of a lifetime to take special steps for these whole creations out there. Thank you. But what I really was able to learn um, through spending time with Michael and, you know, having, it, it wasn't the time I was spending with Michael was appointed. You know, I had to be there for 20 minute increments where all we had to do was get in the water and learn to swim. So it can be pretty hard getting any child in, you know, focused in a big bowl of water where they're not comfortable and they don't know how um, to pretty much survive. You're throwing them into this completely new environment. So any child is going to be um, pretty, you know, it's, it's a new environment. 
So teaching his sister and teaching Michael, it was able, I was able to see the difference um, of where, you know, where their capabilities lie. And again, every lesson I more learned that God appoints all of our imperfections for a reason. It's not always for us, but he was teaching me, even though I was his coach. Um, and so through these lessons, I was learning um, so much about not only my walk with God and how much I, I, the different things I had to pray about and learn, um, which I'll talk about in a second, but seeing how he was really my teacher in those moments and how we're called to be aware of those moments of what we can learn through God's whole creations as well. You know, I was learning um, some, some different things as a coach, you are trying to figure out what's going to push this child into the best, you know, into his best, uh, you know, to be better. And with, autism it you know they have trouble communicating so I had to pray about different things I would say and uh, pray in the spirit about maybe don't use my words but I would have to use the spirit to kind of guide him along um and and where his sister was really receptive I could just use all the teaching words I could use um but with Michael I had to really be in the spirit because I didn't know how to communicate with him and it, it I couldn't force onto him trying to use my words. I had to use his words and I had to go through what he, how he was learning. Um, and he, you know, because of his, the special need of this whole creation, I had to change myself. I had to pray to be changed. I, I'm not trying to change God's creation. We can learn that we are just as in need of his teaching through who we're teaching, who we think we're teaching. Um, so I was just uh, blown away that this was this divine appointment with this young boy who was teaching me, um, like I've never had with a student before. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm learning and I'm changing through this experience and, you know, because they, they're not so, uh, because a whole creation has a different way of communicating and because they don't maybe sometimes show all of their emotions. I wasn't sure how I was impacting this child, um, in, in more ways than just watching him, you know, do as I say with his arms and his legs. Um, and at the end of our lesson, one is he was completely able to, um, swim almost as well as his sister who was younger than him um but they pushed each other um you know to see the love of his sister in him and to see their final lesson where you know we're testing them out and saying okay can you swim the full lap of the, the pool without me um you know it, it was that lesson was the most amazing and the most changing for me i just went home and cried um because you know at the beginning of that lesson he kept saying, I can't, we were all watching him. His parents had come to his final lesson and he just kept saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so, you know, usually I don't get in the water and I'm just kind of going, no, you can't, let's do it. Um, but I had to get in the water with him and just slow it down and take that time to say, you can, you can and praying over it. And, and he did, he swam the entire length of the pool and 
to see his sister cheering him on and him being excited because they were encouraging him. Um, at the end of the lesson, he didn't want to leave. He just came up to me and um, hugged me and would not let me go to where then he was starting to kind of have a, a, um, an episode, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was where I had now felt a complete connection with him and his parents at that time. Um, they were embarrassed a little bit and they were trying to actually pull him off me. Um, but as Jesus calls us to do and, and love is patient, love is kind. Um, I, I was able to tell them, you know, as unprofessional as some people would say, I was able to tell them, no, just let me have some time with him. And so I, I just sat with him and he hugged me and, and just didn't want to leave. And I definitely felt his thankfulness for me in his life. Um, and it just was it was an awesome meeting with this soul who taught me so much about Jesus's love for me and for all of his people um, and how we are just really need to love and love one another. Like he would love us in that kindness, in that patience, in that gentleness. Um, and, you know, especially through the love of these whole creations who are just like us, who are having all of their own, you know, hardships inside and out. Uh, we need to help each other. Wow. Katrina, thank you so much for sharing that. That's so heartwarming. And um, as you're sharing that, I could like imagine the whole, like a scene of a movie just play out. And so hearing your story, it's, it's beautiful. God's giving you a gift to like share a story and I could see it all play out in my mind. So praise God. That's amazing. Beautiful. Yes. God is so good. Yeah. So Mm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for Mike, Michael. His, his name was Michael. Yeah. We'll call him Michael. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's so amazing that Michael did that for you and you're right. As you were sharing that, um, you know, um, a student came to my mind, let's call him amigo. Let's just call him amigo. So amigo, when we, he's 20 years old. And when we first started working, it was, Ooh, it was hard. Oh my gosh. Um, a big guy. And the, during the first few weeks, like he um, gave me this big bite, like really big bite one right here. Um, I kept praying and blessing this. And so like the scar is pretty much gone. Oh, awesome. But like this one, it's, it's not gone. Uh, he, mm-hmm. but he bit me again. And this time he actually fell on top of me. And so he fell on top of me. So I, that was a hard thing. And, um, but I said, no, I'm going to keep going. And even though like a few more months we were struggling together, um, God did something in me where I learned to one, forgive and to, um, just learn to be consistent with him and to really love him. And, um, him and I no longer work in the same class, but there are times where I go and visit him. And even though I have the, the scar right here, um, God has shifted my perspective on instead of it being a bite mark, I look at it as a love mark because our mm-hmm. relationship now made it so much more worth it. May our, our um, time together much more worth it um, where I could see a smile. I could see his, um, mm-hmm. I could see God's light shine through. And, you know, there's sometimes where it's like, is it, is it worth it? But um I can say now it it was worth it. 
Amen. Yes, it is always just, wow, I love how God can shift our our perspective, you know, uh, be just transformed by the renewing of your mind. We can look at something one way and look at it a completely different way when we're looking at it through the lens of Jesus yeah. and how much he loves his scars. Yeah. Um, he never looks at his scars and wonders if they are worth it, you know, as in you are so worth it. And that's what you're doing is looking at that scar and saying it's worth it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, awesome yeah and then this is the big icing on the cake as you're sharing your story and as we're talking about scripture more and more um my goodness wow god's so good um let's not forget the the nails in jesus's hand and it's from what we know we believe it's still there today where those nails that were in his hand he still has the marking of it and so instead of it just him healing it all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he keeps it there why yes. to show how much he loved humanity to show how much he loved us so the same way i'm just i'm able to relate it back to okay this mark is worth it because i love amigo and he loves mm-hmm. me so therefore we're in it together please stay tuned for part two of this podcast with miss katrina that is part two of miss katrina's podcast